0: previously on the Thorn Files. Evangeline, you notice that he is looking around when he
1: arrives. Can, can any of you help me? Well, we do have a short-term solution um, by virtue of the oubliette in the van. Shall we?
2: The moment he leaves the room with fear, I turn to Peter and Evangeline. And we're sure we believe him.
0: I believe his fear. What does the monster want from this person? It probably didn't need to kill those three people to get whatever it wanted back. What is being concealed here? Have, um, yeah. I'm
3: going with, as in, what is he concealing about his time in Glasgow? It
0: takes a while because you eventually find something, but it's in a p- an interest page in a newspaper that talks about the uh, McCulloch collection, which is a sort of privately set up gallery and museum. But one thing, the crown jewel of the Makala collection, was something that was actually found in the in the in the British Isles, um, a previously unknown burial site. People didn't know somebody was buried here, but uh, people stumbled across, and then this burial site, somebody had been buried with a hoard of treasure. What sort of creature is it? You immediately come up against uh, sort of stories of dragons and stories of. Great creatures that would have hordes of gold that they would protect. I think it's time we had a conversation with our friend.
4: He can also participate in the magic that we're doing as he's seen the creature.
1: Is it a good idea to include him?
4: I will exert my will over him so he has no choice.
0: Stephen Donnelly uh, comes out of the Ubriad. Don't need to stay in there for longer.
1: We've prepared a space for you um, in the building, which should be just as safe.
0: I wasn't honest with you before, I, I, I told you that I, um, my, uh, my friends, well, one of them was, um, was my cousin, uh, my cousin David, and, um, they were like a, they were like a crew, they, they did jobs, they broke into places, stole stuff. David convinced me when the, we crashed and everything, it's like the light caught it and I just couldn't leave it there.
2: Um, so I want to know where this um, lizard dragon monster lizard dragon is monster.
0: right now. You start to feel like there's a pressure, like it's trying to hone in on something that might not be where it thinks it is. You go into a what looks like a staff room, an office, and you see there is a group of people all there, and this pressure is building, building, building. It feels like your head is going to crack. And you hear the people talking. You hear this man with a uh, smart part, middle part in here and a suit. And he is talking to the rest of the staff. And he is saying, something is missing. And I am holding everybody here personally responsible until it is found. As you are jolted back into the space and you see that Stephen has crawled himself into the corner of the room and is catatonic with fear. Uh, looks up towards all of you and he says oh we're going to die Last time we met the agents working for Thor Investigations had been met with one Stephen Donnelly who had chosen to come to Evangeline Lane Fox's house um, to ask for her help and for the help of those who work at Thor Investigations. The group was assembled. Angus was walking up to drive somebody over and then was told to walk back. And you didn't do a fierce interrogation of Stephen, but you were able to find out things. So, for example he'd lied to you not only had he taken something from the scene where he feels like he may have seen some sort of dragon-esque creature so there was probably a reason why this thing was looking for him rather than uh looking for him for no reason he had told you that various people that he had known the three people that he had gone with in the van had all perished in the van he hadn't uh like he had been driving the van they had all jumped in the back one jumped in with him and they were running away from something. And while they were driving away, he had crashed the car because one of them had tried to take the wheel from him. And uh, you found out that he also, the group had stolen from something called the McCulloch Collection, which is a collection in Glasgow, essentially like a museum, but run by a, all the items within the museum come from a specific family from Sir Campbell McCulloch. His family, after Sir Campbell died, gave all the stuff to this collection so it can be seen by everybody. And you had also taken Stephen over to Thorn Investigations. You had done a bit of looking into uh, magics that might be able to help you out. Uh, Annabelle had caught Tabitha and Peter snooping. You had decided that to do some big magic, the big magic being to try and track down where this dragon was now. Well, what you had seen when you did this big magic. Um, You'd seen a room full of the staff that worked at the museum and you saw the curator at the museum as well was talking about something being stolen um, and that he was going to blame somebody at the museum if it wasn't returned. And I believe that's all the main points of last episode. Is there anything else anyone remembers? I think you had done another thing where you had uh, snooped in on the... The gold as well, the treasure as well. It's part of the collection. And you'd seen the curator talk to one of the uh, night watchmen at the museum talking about whether or not they should move the rope back so that people could get less close, essentially, to the treasure. Uh, Also, Stephen's gone mad. So that's one thing. That's last note was your your big magic had driven him insane. (laughs) It, It wasn't a great time for Stephen. He's not having a good time
2: a temporary insanity or just like you don't know
0: it was a complication a complication of using big magic somebody's gone a little bit insane yeah the only other thing we had
3: discovered was that um the treasure had come from a ancient burial site containing viking and roman treasure
0: a burial site for somebody unknown yes um the burial site uh yeah there was somebody unknown what you did know about it was that it probably come from um the information from it was that um it was an unknown burial site of somebody who wasn't necessarily royal nobody knew who they were but they were surrounded by treasure in the sort of hoard that'd been uh, found and yeah so um in this moment you are within one of the holding rooms of thorn investigations you've just cast your big magic There was a sort of um pulse of magic energy as you that as it dissipated and the room is sort of calmed down now and uh, at this point you see Stephen in the corner uh, trembling sort of staring blankly um,
1: saying we're all going to die everyone here is going to die we're all going to burn what do you do what's going on Um, I'm probably already by him given that I wasn't directly participating in the big magic I was stood nearby with a fire extinguisher and um, uh, this is another kind of fire I suppose um so i'm crouched over next to him but not touching him um giving him a little bit of space saying "Stephen, we're going to be all right you're safe here he grabs onto your arms and like stares at you and you see that he is just sort of
0: just bone white his face has gone and he is he looks like somebody who has gone through um intense shock intense um post-traumatic spirit, like somebody who's seen something absolutely awful that's chilled him to the bone and he um, starts to sort of tremble as his
1: hands like tightly grip onto your arms. Uh, I call back to the others. Um, Can one of you give me a hand? I think we need to get Stephen here uh, onto a a chair and um, a hot drink, a cup of tea or coffee. We've been up all night, um... It's not in a very good shape. How how did the how did your ritual go exactly?
2: I'll make the tea. And I just leave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the
0: walks straight out of the room. Um Yeah. Um
4: that would, yes, I'll come now. And Peter goes over and helps you. Yeah.
0: So what, both of you working together, you're able to Take him in. Is there anyone specific, would you want to just move into a comfortable chair in this room? So it's, it's a holding room, so it's not like a cell. There are places to sit, there are places to um, relax in this room, but would you keep him here or is there anyone else you move him to?
1: Uh, I'm going to turn to Peter and quietly say um, is it a good idea, do you think, if we keep him in somewhere where he can be contained? Should we keep him in this room? He looks like he's gone mad. Um,
4: we should find somewhere safe and secure for him. There are rooms on this floor, I think, down the corridor we can put him in.
1: Okay, perfect. Um, So I think we'll, yeah, we'll want to find somewhere for him which is both securable, but also a bit more comfortable than the room that we're in at the moment
0: um i mean the most secure really. rooms in this i mean the the holding rooms are fairly secure you more you probably find which is like a little bit more comfortable uh, but if you wanted to find a really comfortable room in this house that could be secured you're looking the bedrooms in the in the uh apartments upstairs uh, but i doubt you want to go there um i think he's so. fine down here
3: i'm pretty it's, sure it's, the it's not like sleeping. a prison
0: but it's not like a um, like a, a ward or anything like that. You have some comfortable rooms, but you don't have cells.
1: Yeah, I um, think it's probably a, a good idea if we just remove him from the excitement of this particular situation.
4: Yes. What do his eyes look like right now? How does he look on, like, the crazy scale of how this has affected him? Got some experience of dealing with slightly yeah, crazed um, people around magic. So where does he sit?
0: It is not the same as what you've seen before. Um, you have definitely witnessed people in a similar state to what Stephen is at the moment. Um, people who have been driven mad by the interference of others um, and the things that people have done to them. Uh, but what this looks like is somebody who has been exposed to extreme levels of horrific imagery perhaps uh, something which is just cut him right down to the core in a emotional way um rather than a physical way um and he is his eyes are not like they are darting around the room as they as you move him um even as he is sort of laid down somewhere comfortable in the room perhaps on a sort of a large sofa he Stays perfectly still, but his eyes never stop moving as he stares around the room.
4: Um, Vera, we can't leave this man alone. We're going to need to get somebody else, and someone's going to have to sit with him. This isn't the right type of facility for him, but we need someone to sit with him.
1: Agreed. Um, I can stay with him while you grab somebody else.
4: Um, I'll. Go upstairs and see if I can find someone.
0: Okay. Uh, what's Evangeline doing at this point?
3: Sort of nursing the slight he- headache that seemed to come on from all of that. sort body sight and not so magic? She's just weighing everything up. It's very real in that moment. And that kind of cool, calm facade that she places upon everything is momentarily down before. She you can see her just adjusts her pendant slightly, the tilt of her hat. With a breath she kind of wanders over towards her and she says, Oh my dear, if if, if you if we wish, I'm I'm I, I, I imagine you got him into this, but perhaps it might be a way to soothe him, go behind him and just kind of like sit down and do that kind of that part where you kind of rest somebody on your on your knee. It's just kind of his head there in that very kind of like caring, gentle way it's just going to run her hands across his forehead does he seem to react
0: he wouldn't immediately react he's not going to, to suddenly calm down um, <laughs> but he I mean, he allows you to sit there he allows you to move him but <laughs> as you're as you have him there you can see that he is um his hair which was Final moments ago, I started, there's just like drenched with sweat as well as he lies against your knee. Um, and I mean, you've seen stuff like this as well, Evangeline. Most of the group has been exposed to this sort of trauma in in the war um, and around the war. So you're well aware that this looks like somebody who's gone through some sort of shell shock. And it is um, it's strange to be back here seeing this again. Yes. Um, Tabitha, you leave the room uh, going to go make a cup of tea. Um, where are you gonna make this cup of tea? Are you gonna ask anyone to help make the new cup of tea or are you gonna go straight up to the, the apartments to make them?
2: Um yeah, I'll just I'll I can do it on my own. Yep. I'm a big girl.
0: <laughs> yeah, <Maybe>. of course. <laughs> um yeah, so, um,
2: well. I would bring I'd make a pot with loose leaf tea from my own um Rooms, and I'd bring with me my um, tea leaf reading cup back, but I wouldn't use it yet. I'll bring four, one, two, three, <laughs> four other tea cups, and I'll just put extra sugar on because I, I think that that's what will help. Mm, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, sugar always helps. Um, as you are making your tea and you have your small tray of things um and you are i imagine all this this nicer tea that you have would be up in the apartment in the apartments rather than in the uh kitchenette to the lower floor of um investigations you um pass a room and you see sort of just sort of glancing in it's your um it's your grandmother's uh, room It's like she has her rooms up there as well with you and um, she is currently sitting in her chair which she normally sits in sort of like a tall backed uh, wicker chair that she sits in and she's staring out of the window just sort of towards the city and she is sort of mumbling to herself a little bit. She's speaking and you get as you're walking past it's just a sense of it's like hearing somebody on the phone a part of a conversation but not the whole
2: conversation. I mean, I absolutely stop and listen.
0: (laughs) Um, And you hear her say things like, we're being as safe as we can with her. I know. Your father does a lot to look after us.
2: I know. I, like, my heart, like, lurches as I jump to conclusions. And... I'm too afraid to interrupt, so I just continue
0: to the yeah, kitchen. Absolutely fine. As you continue you make your tea and you come back out and start making your way downstairs. Uh as you walk, you are stopped on route. Um by promise I won't well, ruin you to ruin your day too much. Um you are stopped on route by Annabelle, um, okay. who is you're going down to the floor which has the uh holding rooms on it that's the same floor as um Effie's workshop um and you meet Annabelle just as she's coming out of Effie's workshop room and um she looks over to you and she says oh uh Tabitha are you still busy with uh, Peter and your the magic I'm sure is you're safely doing in this building
2: um we would never take undue risks Aunt Annabelle, um, I am not busy. If you need me,
0: no, no, I, I, you can, you can get on. I know you are, you are working, and I wouldn't want to take you away from your work just because you're my niece. But I, um, we got a note. Uh, just a message was sent through. It was specifically for, uh, Vera. But I, maybe you could give it to her.
2: Yeah, I'm just taking.
0: Teeth, uh, and she uh takes a sort of small piece of paper of, of uh pocket and she hands it over to you. And the it's just a piece of paper, it looks like it's in her handwriting. So, um, she's taken it, somebody's taken a message, or she's taken the message and uh, she's written it down and she's given it over to you. Um, and you see on the front it says Lieutenant Cook for Vera Bright.
2: Okay, um. My uh, temptation is secrets, mm-hmm. and I um, do respect Vera. And I, I take it, I put it on the tray next to the teacups. I say, thanks, Aunt Annabelle, I will pass this along.
0: Okay. Uh, and you head back into the holding room. And then room when room.
2: she's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, No, I think about Vera being kind to Mr. Donnelly. She's so kind. I... Don't
0: read it in case it's right there. And uh, you bring the tea back into the room with everyone else. Um, So, Tabitha, you come back again with your tea. Everyone else is still in the room, uh, except for Peter, who might have gone off to get somebody else to look after. Um, Stephen, are you okay with everyone else coming back in now?
4: I would have gone looking. I will. He'll probably be quite sexist about this. He's going to find the first kind of motherly looking woman or girl or someone else that looks like they would be the most appropriate person to sit with a damaged young man. I don't know if I've got any experience of people sitting with me as a damaged
3: young man, (laughs) therefore I will look
4: for them as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, no, that, that makes sense for Peter. Um, there are a few people who work in, there are a few, I think it's quite a few women who work in Thorn Investigations, um, Uh, At the moment, I would say the one that springs to mind, the one that is closest would be Effie. Um, Because I imagine to you, she's always seemed quite, she's always seemed very kind. um, If a little sort of um, odd in her um, sort of interests of of the mechanical parts of the world uh, over anything else. Um, But she is... Probably the nicest person you work with at Thorn investigations that isn't perhaps Tabitha and Vera and v- Evangeline. I guess sometimes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's who you probably would spring to mind. I'd say for Peter.
4: Then if she's about, I will find her. And then...
0: Yeah, you. You. I. I imagine you'd go out um, at the same time as. Um, Perhaps Tabitha comes down the stairs and bumps into Annabelle. That conversation goes on and Annabelle eventually leaves and goes upstairs and Tabitha walks past you or walks past and you have a moment to go into Effie's uh, workshop, um, which is on the second floor as well. Um, and you go, you open the doors in this room. And like a lot of the rooms in uh, Thorn Investigations on this so side of the building, it's uh, fairly large, like Albert's office. Um, you know, the apartments upstairs are quite big as well. Effie's room is just sort of uh, chock a block full of just bits of things which are in the process of being fixed, she promises, um, uh, designs for things, um, gear that she is trying to perfect, and, you know, the blueprints for stuff as well, which she's never, never going to make, probably. Um, and, it smells like grease in here. It smells like uh, just sort of a day's work uh, constantly. Um, and you see Effie. She is um, at the back of the room just now, and she is sort of fixing her. Um, she sort of pushes it back away from her face with sort of hands, which are a bit, a bit greasy still. Um, and she looks over to you, Peter, and says, Oh, Peter, uh, how are you?
4: We need help. We have a mentally disturbed man. That we have disturbed a man, and he has become mentally disturbed. And we need your help.
0: right we've come to the the right place, I guess. I'm I'm not exactly sure how helpful I'd be with a disturbed man, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll come I'll come and have a come and have a look if uh, if if you need me to. Um, well, it's just something Annabelle needs to know.
4: That's a decision you can make. I'm sure Evangeline will be keen for you to fill in some kind of report at some point and mm, then you hi. can decide who needs to be involved.
0: Okay. Uh, she follows you back into the room as well. Uh, she says, oh, just wait one second and she has um, some overalls on and she sort of sort of pulls them off and she sort of wipes her hands with the overalls and she sort of puts them down and she's wearing sort of fairly simple clothes underneath a shirt and uh, trousers which a uh, sort tucked into those trousers and she walks uh, after you and uh, you go into this holding room with uh, with everyone else now and uh, Effie looks around and she sees the man she says right he does look a little bit disturbed you you did not uh, you didn't put any punches Peter with that hello Vera oh no,
4: he's he is very disturbed and unfortunately in the course of the investigation has become more disturbed so um we need to we believe that there is a very large lizard involved um something like a dragon perhaps so it's very important and we could do with your help to look after him make sure he doesn't make sure he doesn't do harm to himself and make sure he realizes there is life and hope in the world whilst we move on to our next order of
0: business right yeah no i'll uh i guess we'll i mean i can i can keep an eye uh the the room is not too far away from for my workshop so i can uh lock the door and all that um mm. i think you know there's you know there's protections on the building i'm fairly uh, i mean i have to talk to annabelle about what could break through those protections but at the moment i think we're fairly safe in here even though you might not feel it
4: oh no it's all mental he has been through an experience and isn't able to see reason right now.
0: All right, I won't ask what that experience was because you told me that you disturbed them. But um, and she looks around the room. I imagine you are all part of that in some way. <laughs> Thank you, Tabitha. Um, she takes a cup of
1: tea. Um,
4: as you can see, we have Evangeline sugar. here. Evangeline is here. We have Vera. Evangeline is in charge.
1: We do need to speak to Annabelle, but... Essentially, we are trying to right a wrong that this young man seems to have perpetrated.
0: Right, oh, okay, yeah, well, that's uh, that's fine. Well, I'll keep an eye on him if you want to go speak to Annabelle. Right. You. okay. My, my, my dear, I, I I think we should find some way of giving him some more
3: long-term comfort. Um, verse. Um, you could read to him what he lays here, or well, there are some very interesting books um, that Angus has been collating. Maybe not the one on waves and lengths. It, it, it starts off strong, but is but after but after a few hours of reading, it does become a bit tiresome.
0: Okay, well, I'll um, I'll go and find a book so that I might read this man to sleep, perhaps. Um, yes. A wee, a wee bedtime story for him, perhaps. Um, yes, yes, indeed. But I'll well, lock the door you so just much. Before, before then. Um,
2: I make Stephen a really sugary cup of tea. Uh in like the daintiest Royal Albert teacup. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. And I pass it to him. Just like.
0: And he does not look at it. Does not look at the tea.
2: Peter, do you want
0: this one? I just just leave the tea there. If he wants it, he will have it. It's, I wouldn't worry too much. Don't want to forcefully demand tea. <laughs> Um,
3: I
2: was
0: going to give
2: it away. I, oh, I will... I, there's only
3: four... There's only four good. I, will, I will stay with him while you go and prepare your things, my dear.
0: Right, okay. Um, I'll go get a nighttime, a bedtime story for him, and uh, uh, you wait here for a second, and she goes, and she, she eventually <laughs> yeah. comes back with like... Well, um, what, while she is gone.
3: Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I am going to be like running my hands through that. So use magic there is like a heal and it like heals harm and injury and cures poison neutralizes that sort of thing what she kind of wants to do is um is kind of she's just going to sing him a little lullaby um and then she does say the music will kind of activate with her kind of uh, natural magics and and she'd rather try and just what she's trying to do is just calm him to sleep it's almost like she's going to use magic to kind of just you know, a little bit of light, a little bit of softness for in her voice, kind of elongate those tones, um, and kind of just like lull him down and kind of calm him down in that space, kind of running her hand
0: through her hair, like you know, very soft. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess if it's a roll magic, then I sh- I assume we'll use magic. Yes, please. That is. So she's
3: there, it is.
0: It is a 12. Okay, so let me know what's going on then.
3: So, yes, so she's she's going to try and like heal, but kind of do that kind of, but using the heal ability, but it's kind of like neutralizes kind of his sweats and his fear and his anxiety in that moment. Mm -hmm. And kind of the toxins or the chemicals that are flooding through his body in that moment. Um, And she will kind of hear how very, very softly, and her voice um, sing the words to "Hey Diddle Diddle," uh, very that very lovely children's nursery rhyme. Um, hey Diddle Diddle, the cat and, and the fiddle. Yeah, the cow jumped over the moon. Um, and as as she, as she kind of as she kind of does, it, she's kind of running her hands across, and as she's singing, you can the little, little like almost like her, her her abilities are kind of like linked with like light, and you watch as little strands will just kind of float across his eyes. Kind of in almost like a, like a smooth pattern, just little little bits in here as she's kind of running her hand across and singing to him, just trying to calm him down, put him to sleep before we leave him. That last kind of bit of comfort, mm. maybe a penance for what we've done to him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you do this, and you also faintly hear through you are singing this sort of just ever so slight sound of purring and sort of comfort that comes from evangeline's magic in this moment and his his rigidity become softens ever so slightly but not that much not to the point where you think ah cool i'll fix this um but he he seems a bit better so um eventually effie comes back she has with her a um what, what is essentially a just a textbook on uh radio signalling and the history of telegraph poles and stuff like that. It's not, it's, it's for Effie, it's like, this is the stuff, this is the stuff you need. And I, she says, you know, I, I tried to get something boring, but honestly, I, I just, I couldn't find anything in my library that, that wouldn't keep me awake, but uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. And she uh, says that she also sits down a chair nearby um, and sort of waves you off and I oh, well, yeah, I'll read this to him, and if, and then I'll lock the door, I guess, uh, and see what I can see what I can do to uh, help him in other ways.
1: Thanks, Steffi. You
0: leave the room. Um, do you all go straight up to Annabelle, or is there any way else that you'd like to go?
2: I pass Vera a note. Oh, thank you, and Tabitha. then later in the
1: vicinity. You um, to... I open that up and read it as we. But you didn't read it. I'm not quite sure where you felt the need to explicitly tell me. Well,
2: because the urge was there. And I just wanted I you see. to know that I respected your privacy.
1: Would you like to read it with me?
2: I actually really would. Thank you for understanding.
1: Uh, I'm going to open it up and scan it quickly before then, depending on the context uh, or the content, showing it to Tabitha or not.
0: It's a very short message.
1: It looks like it's probably
0: was, you know, a very quick phone call somebody came up with, just the they didn't know exactly much detail. So, what you get from this message from the Saint Cook. Um, but what it says is Captain Bennett answered to, and then the word is Woden. and you see that uh, the word Wolden is written in block capitals. And then underneath it says, Ask what I could, all I could find out.
1: Um, I I pass it over to Tabitha, message opened up and said, um, Why don't you read this to the others?
2: Um, Lieutenant Cook sent Vera a message directly and it says, Captain Bennett answered to Woden, and he's capitalised Woden. (laughs) Um, Then he continues, ask what I could, although actually no, that would have been Annabelle who capitalised Woden. Ask what I could, all I could find out, Lieutenant Cook.
1: That word doesn't ring a bell for you, does it, Eva? I mean, if you want to roll something, you can.
3: I mean, I would love to roll something in all my my experiences. um,
0: I think for this, it would be, um, I mean, you do have your connect the dots thing. Um, You do have two charges left from that, but... If you want to use one, you can. Um, if you feel like it would be connected to stuff But obviously do not feel like you need to I may, you may use it And I may say it's not Just to fuck mm. with you a little bit um, But this you could be... also do uh, Investigate a mystery for it if you want to I don't think any of the folds Really kind of applies to It's not, yeah, it's um... not in sense sense Maybe instead of thinking of it as Investigate a mystery and think of it just as Rolling mm. plus sharp for any knowledge that you do know
1: mm. I
3: would
0: oh, also I like to roll for this. I rolled a ten. I uh, I got a nine plus one. Yeah, I got an eight. Okay. Eight. Um. So we'll start off with Vera. I think what Vera might get is that she might know the sort of naming convention that this might come from. It's when it the way it is written out in block capitals gives you the impression that when will wrote this out. It was perhaps told to her by Lieutenant Cook that this wasn't the name of a person. It was the name of a group. And um, you would, piecing some things together, probably indicates that this group, Walden, have similar rankings or higher than the army, if Captain Captain Bennett was answering to them. Um, And Evangeline, you would... You might know a little bit more in terms of what Wilden is, just in the fact that you might know some people that maybe went on to work at Wilden. It wouldn't have been something that you were necessarily invited to come and join, but you would know that people that you have known in the past did not leave government service and would continue to do their work in different ways after the war and a group called Wolden wouldn't be outside of the realms of possibility for them. Tabitha. Um, Again, difficult, tricky, um, because it's a different sort of information. You know mm. the name Abs- Wolden? Yeah, Sorry? I
2: totally thought it was going to be like a uh, name of some kind of supernatural based thing. So if it's entirely just army stuff, I wouldn't know.
0: Yeah, it, it would be entirely, wow. it's it's mostly that sort of thing. What I would say you remember from it is the name rings a bell because you heard your parents talking about it once. Not that either of them worked for Walden, but that Walden had been in contact with them when you were living in London. And it was just a case of people who had interests similar to your parents' during the war, before they became much more than they potentially are now, um, had, in, had been in contact with your parents to get information from them. And you remember hearing your mother complaining about these people. And you, after reading this note, you go to upstairs to um, Annabelle, into Annabelle's office. And uh, the door opens and you all walk in and she gives you all a look and stands up from behind her desk and says, "Well, um, are you are you finished downstairs? The, the task from which
3: we um, procure the room for has been completed. Mm-hmm. Um, there is success measurable in information, but not in casualty.
0: I don't like the sound of that, Evangeline. If no. I'm being honest." You haven't killed no. anybody in my building, have you? Oh, no, no. Um, melody of the Mind,
3: um, it seems, whichever creature has taken hold of it, of it, um, an ire upon him, uh, took part of his mind during the ritual.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Right. So why are you here? We're just informing you of where we currently stand and our next steps. Um, we, Everything that we've seen so far leads us to believe that we're dealing with essentially a dragon. Um, a dragon whose hoard has been pilfered by this young man and is keen to regain its lost possessions. Um, we dragon. have the bracelet yes dragon dragon how 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 could a dragon without being
0: this one person said they've seen this thing this dragon how could it go about without being seen
1: by other people i'm not sure it Necessarily looks like a dragon all the time. Uh, whether it can, whether it has the ability to shift into alternate shapes or possess people, or whether essentially this this word is you know a placeholder for a a, a being of power um, with like tendencies, but is not actually a giant lizard. Uh, As far as we're aware, he's a a man, is that right? And I turn to.
2: I'm just looking at my hands, like blushing, like we should have conferred about this before we came to Annabelle's
0: office. So, do you think you know where this dragon is or who this dragon is?
4: We need to go to Glasgow. So, if it's okay with you, we should go because Uh, clearly the malady of the mind affecting this young man, we need to make sure it doesn't affect others and he looks at Vera um, and Evangeline with that. Um, the idea of a dragon is ridiculous. How could you hide a dragon during a war like the one we've just been through? So we should go there and find out.
3: Yeah, Peter, many things hi- we're able to hide in the shadows. But he is right, we should be returning to Glasgow, if not just to return what is actually a stolen item from this dragon's for want of a better word, hoard to it. Mm -hmm. Although the anger that we have sensed from this creature and malice may um, may not be quelled by us returning the item. But but it it is a valuable item that should be returned
0: to its collection. Okay. No, that's... Okay, uh, well, obviously you can go to Glasgow. Um, there's a train running, so feel free to go get the train. Um, but I know, Vera, you may want to take your van if it's something that you prefer to take with you.
1: And, well, uh, sorry, I yes. Said, uh, I I wanted to ask, I wanted to inquire with you whether this was, um, whether we as a... a uh, an organisation had any experience or history with treaters like this, but that seems to not be the case.
0: No. No, it's not. Uh it's, n- it's not the case. Of course, we get quite a lot of messages saying that, of spottings of dragons, but they are, for want of a better word, normally complete guff. Um hoaxes people enjoy dragons more than anything else and uh more than any other sort of mystical creature it seems uh so no we haven't
4: don't by any chance have an old sword hanging up somewhere that we could take with us i hear that they're very good when it comes to dragons
0: no unfortunately our last old magical sword was taken away uh a while ago but uh i'll let you know if we get another one
4: and, and should this dragon not be satiated by our good conversation um, and need more gold, should we just point it at a local bank, perhaps? Or is there a better course of action? How much freedom do we have to satiate dragons with their lust for gold? I would say,
0: Mr. Anderson, if you, if you are certain that this is a dragon... And I I say that again knowing how ridiculous it sounds and knowing that you must all realise how ridiculous it sounds. If this is a dragon, I would urge you to not let it out in public. To not let it get to the general populace. Not only because it will obviously be incredibly dangerous for anybody it encounters, but also because if people get wind that more of these things, things like this, exist, it will cause panic. Panic that we that we could not hope to quell. Panic that nobody could hope to quell. So if there was a way of containing this thing, contain it. If it needs to be destroyed, destroy it as much as I would hate to see something killed. That is, if it is, in fact, a dragon.
4: Oh, I'm fully expecting us to find some stash of, well, of wartime drugs or something else this is. Dragons is just preposterous.
1: Well, once, Mr. Anderson, we agree. As I said, it might be more of a, a... conceptual or metaphysical dragon as opposed to a real dragon um you're saying it's a dragon of the mind possibly this it could not exist in the same sort of physical space that we experience well food for thought on your journey yes i think we probably ought to take the van we can keep the bracelet and the oubliette Um, it seems to have some ability to track it so we will be driving and there's also the how
4: fast fast is the train because we could go on the train and someone could bring the van
0: this I do not know the uh, timings of <laughs> how fast it would take for a train in that time to go. It would be faster to take the train than it would be to go on the van. Um, there are not many no ways motorways. from Edinburgh, Edinburgh to Glasgow, so it would be all, uh, all little roads um, as far as the eye could see, and the train was fairly efficient.
4: Um, Vera, perhaps you and Evangeline could take the van and Tabitha and I could take the train. It's less
3: claustrophobic. We'll meet you at the train station. This is the most wonderful idea. I will instruct Angus to requisition loads of files before you embark on your journey um, so that we have time to travel whilst... and you have time to collect the research and then bring it with you so we can um, review it in situation. Thank you so kindly. It's a very good idea.
4: We'll just need to make sure that a dragon doesn't set fight fire with its fire breath.
0: Yes. Um, okay. So, Vera and Evangeline, you get into Vera's van and you set off towards Glasgow. So um, the bracelet is
3: inside the Obelette, inside so theubliette. The yes. 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 Is yes, yes.
0: sealed away. And um, Peter and. Tabitha, you go towards your uh, you you do a bit of research before you head off. Um, no, or you don't. just you just go, <laughs> you just get on the train. That's make that makes. There is no
4: research. You.
3: I we're, I we're said that knowing
0: You probably would say you do not. Told Angus to compile
3: it and make sure it goes with them. Uh, <laughs>
2: so if Angus not, tries to <laughs> give me a pile, of, don't make me bully Angus more. I just say Angus, pretend you don't pretend you didn't find us. We were gone.
0: You know, Evangeline's going to be cross with me in any case. You know that.
2: Well, either way, then. Either we both lose, or just you lose.
0: I would like not to lose. And there's no such thing. If I give you the, if I give you this, and I don't. No, if I give you it, then that's that's it.
2: I take it and I put it down on the side. (laughs) Come on, Peter, let's go. Um, sh- we shouldn't take private documentation out of the um institute because what if we left it on the train and then someone in the general public this is just basic data protection well
0: just we- don't I mean it's not that's not my it's not my job to make sure you
2: don't lose it on the train no, that's that's fine it's safer to stay well, here
0: I think
4: look if Maybe, maybe if you weren't able to catch us and you can find Evangeline and Vera, they're going to be much longer in that van of theirs. So they've got much more time to read it. Um, but I think we'll, we'll get going now. So
0: right. y- you okay. can choose. Right, okay. Um, and he's panicked about it for a while. Um, what I'd say before you go, um, Annabelle would well, ask you all before you leave her room. Um, so your guest, where is he at the moment? Just so I have an idea of the disturbed people that are being left in this building.
4: He's being looked after by Effie.
0: What do you mean he's being looked after by Effie? Effie's not.
4: She's keeping an eye on him. Exactly, so that he doesn't harm himself.
1: He's in a holding cell or holding room, um, a a few doors down. She can keep an eye on him from uh, her workshop. He does not seem dangerous. We can take him with us. No. I mean, the journey could
4: do him some good. Get some no. frontline um, action.
0: If he's in danger, then it's better for him to stay here. There are protections on this building. Um, But I will go make sure she's all right. And um, as you leave, Annabelle goes to the same floor that Effie's on with Stephen. And you, start, on, you get on your journey. Um, So... Tabitha and Peter you get on the station from Haymarket station um and you get all the way you're traveling on towards I believe it's Glasgow Queen Street is the main uh, station in Glasgow and it'd still be called Glasgow it was called Dundas station at one point but I can't remember if it changed to Glasgow Queen Street by that point um it is Glasgow Queen Street now so it definitely changed at one point I know um it changed names a few times um so you are traveling on the train, Evangeline and Vera. You are traveling in the van. Um, Tabitha Angus did not get the information to you in time um, for you leaving, and Evangeline and Vera left before. So, Peter telling him that, that you could go for catch Evangeline, <laughs> they'd already left by that point, so he really didn't have a choice. Um, so is there anything that any of you do, any uh, points of conversation you want to talk about as you're on your journey? You cannot talk Peter, to... Peter, you raise a good point. Vera,
1: Vera you cannot talk okay. to He is in the train. Peter Peter raised a good point, Eva. <laughs> Um What if the return of this bracelet is not enough to satiate the dragon? Yes. <laughs>
3: More, more that I worry in with the recent events of the farm still looming. That another thing of this nature has awoken up. I've you know, long questioned and wondered why something like this would right now come from the shadows.
1: Welcome, listener, to Of Dice and Them.
2: I've been waiting
0: for you, adventurers!
1: A TTRPG actual play podcast full of hijinks and too many in-jokes.
4: Do you have any
1: cards I could keep close to my chest? New episodes released on the first Monday of every month. How hot is this ghost? Can't wait for the next episode?
2: I want to chomp on it and not let go.
1: Follow Of Dice and Them on Twitter and Instagram. Ah, yes. No, good idea, that, yes. Download now, wherever pods are cast. Ah, do you go closer? Of dice and them! Yep. No. No. (laughs) Yeah, heedlessly. Uh, Absolutely not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, listeners. This is Danny, the keeper for the Thorn Files and the sleeper agent. That's right. I've been working for the other guys the whole time just coming to let you all know that we have really enjoyed making the podcast so far and really appreciate all the support people have given us. If you are enjoying the podcast, why don't you give us a review and a rating on whatever system you're listening to your podcasts. It really helps us out and means that anybody who doesn't listen to the podcast might be able to find the podcast and then you know make their own decisions about whether or not they like it. But enough from me. Let's get back to the mystery.
1: It would be good to know if this thing has been present uh, and for, for how long this thing has been present. Yes. The, um, the dragons of myth and legend notoriously live for hundreds or thousands of years. Yes, Whether this, this being is the same, and this
3: this unnamed tomb where this was discovered, was something slightly more. Not wanting to derail, preventing this creature from harming or creating more malady across the town, but if there is. If there was a plan to send those soldiers to the farm and we coupled what was ever there, perhaps we should discover more about the three people that brought Mr Donnelly into the line of fire with this creature. Perhaps there is a connection there to understand why they wished for this item.
0: Do you want to do one of your holds now?
3: I feel like you're. Up I am. I'm gearing up for a hold. Um, it's kind of like I want to kind of. I'm thinking I want to kind of connect the dots on are these people that were with Stephen Donnelly connected to what we just found out from Vera's letter? Mm. Uh, I think she's opening, asking that question, but I don't think at this point in time it's really. That's the whole then holding for, but it's kind of yeah, like we're probably no, gonna have to go and find
0: out more about them I'll, once we're there. Once we're in situ, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll keep that in mind if that's something that you are thinking about. And because yes. at the moment, they feel like two very different things. The question is, is this is this
3: connected to the previous mystery we investigated in terms of are these people from the um from the heist connected to the people? Who we've just discovered sent Mr. Bennett and those people to them to the farm. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a question she she she'd had still leaning over her, and it's kind of the letter's kind of
0: sparked us and why she probably is yeah. having this lovely conversation with Vera in the privacy of the car on the track to Glasgow. <laughs> Wonderful. Um okay, and Tabitha and Peter, is there anything you'd necessarily talk to talk about in terms of the investigation? Or just you know anything you want to chat about on the train?
2: I just say What's it like living with Evangeline?
4: She is a very considerate and caring woman, and I owe her a lot, but I really do wish I did not need to listen to that much violin playing at such an early hour. On the other hand, it has encouraged me to really embrace my runs in the morning and given me structure and routine, so perhaps that was her intention all along,
2: but... She does love structure and routine, telling people what to do and encouraging best behaviours.
4: She does, but... I owe her my freedom. I owe her a lot in my life, so... As much as I may joke, I owe her a lot, and there are very few other people who I would live with. Vera, on the other hand, seems to be keeping secrets from us.
2: I don't think that's true.
4: Well, I listened to having a conversation with your oh. arms, and something okay. strange appears to be going on, something to do with us being monitored and watched. Okay. Um, some kind of violation of space and... That we need to be keep an eye on everyone, and they—they're relying upon her to keep an eye on each of us to keep ourselves in check. But this is an information Vera has readily Yes, she has not readily shared this with us.
2: They asked uh, Annabelle asked Evangeline to look after me and you. I listened into a conversation.
4: Well, it's made me very considerate, and it is obvious some kind of dragon or large creature that is masquerading as a human I didn't want your aunt to believe that I was just jumping to those conclusions it felt better that Vera and Evangeline take that position, she seems to value their opinion more than ours I fear if I'd said I agreed there was a dragon she probably would have believed them less
2: Yes, well, I prefer to keep my opinion from her until I'm 100% certain what I'm saying.
4: Do you believe it's a dragon?
2: I think it could be. I feel like, on one hand, everything is screaming dragon, and then on the other hand, it could be a red herring.
4: Just red herring? Red herring. A type of fish? What has led you to think this could be a type of fish?
2: It's an English idiom, Peter. means so uh, of... a false flag. Is oh. that the right military term? A red flag. No, that's not the one.
4: These are all, unfortunately, none of these are terms I'm completely understanding, but I get your point. It might I not be a dragon. It
2: might be misdirection. We're, we're just chasing, we all heard dragon and now we're like, oh, it must be a dragon. There's a horde and there's a, there's fire, there's a lizard. Um, I think I can we should think keep of many- an open mind.
4: We should. There are many other creatures out there from mythology or religion with large wings and horns and tails and fire. So yes, we should keep a close look. Does
2: it have large wings?
4: Well, I've assumed that it must have large wings. Otherwise it is just a large (laughs) lizard.
2: Yeah, what's a a dragon without wings?
4: Um. Or it is just a large snake and we are avoiding talking about it because uh, the English are not very familiar with snakes.
2: No, we just have some adders. Boring. Mm. Very boring. They're
4: poisonous. Okay. I've not been on one of your English, or Scottish, I apologise, one of your Scottish um, trains before.
2: Oh, yeah, well, it goes through the countryside. Very beautiful. This is no different
4: of... to the ones on the continent.
2: No, tra- a train's a train, unless you... Um, very much into them. Do they have a refreshments trolley?
0: Um, I would say. I mean, it's. I do not know if they would. I'll say yes. They do have one. They do have one.
2: But it's like order Gabby, a it's tea.
0: Yeah, you can order it.
2: And I say, it's very specific I would like the tea bag separately, and I'd like two cups, please.
0: Brilliant. Um one they do not. not. They, on one. they they just bring you a cup of tea. Um, <laughs> they don't have the facilities all the time for that. They have to make many cups of tea. Okay, um, in that
2: case, I wait until it cools down and I rip open the tea bag still and I pour the tea leaves in. Um, and then I would like to use my move to um, read the tea leaves, please. And that is... I do have to do a, a roll. Here's me, please. Okay, eight, shark, two, ten. Um, that is on hold two. Um, I would like to use the um, investigating mystery question. What kind of creature is this? And I look into the tea leaves and I'm expecting to see a dragon shape emerge <laughs> from the leaves.
0: You see... In the tea leaves, what at first looks like the silhouette of a man, but as the tea leaves swirl and the remnants of the tea at the bottom of the mug, the shape changes into one of far more reptilian look to it. Perhaps not a dragon, as you might see in books and fairy stories but one with it does indeed have wings and it does indeed look very much like a dragon
2: i i like gently kind of tilt the cup for peter i'm like it it does have wings your assumption was correct um quite possibly a dragon uh, and then I would like to ask um what can hurt it?
1: We do know from a prior investigation that holy weapons tend to be less effective against dragons
0: what's what's more effective against dragons um you find out that uh from your from your tea leaves, so describing this as a as an image would be is difficult so you see the dragon you see. Um, so that the, all the other tea leaves sort of swirl around it and uh, they sort of collect in sort of um, the sort of piles of tea leaves around where the dragon is. And as the tea leaves swirl, the other lumps of tea leaves have um are swept away and pushed around the mug to the fact to the point that they are no longer um sort of together in larger clumps so you get the impression that there's something to do with loss the dragon losing something um, something being taken away from the dragon leaves it vulnerable
2: oh dear Um, I relay that to Peter I say I think in order to defeat it we need to take something away from it which um, I'm... Do you think that means that giving the bracelet back will make him stronger, or?
4: I think we need to see if we can have a conversation with this dragon first.
2: Oh, okay.
4: Just or because? No, I do not believe that a creature of that size can remain hidden. Which means.
2: Well, I think maybe, can maybe turn it is into inside
4: something. Exactly. It would not be the first creature to hide inside the body of
0: something else mm. you
2: N- narrow my eyes up peter <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh you arrive at the station and vera and evangeline you arrive in glasgow as well um possibly not at the same time Tabitha and peter are gonna arrive much earlier than vera and evangeline while you're in glasgow you have Uh, two places that you could perhaps look into for this mystery to start off with. You have the Makalaka collection itself. You also have, um, just in case anyone's interested in looking at it, the crash site for Stephen's van. He did mention where he crashed the van, so you would be able to find that park as well. I believe he crashed in Elder Park in Glasgow, um, which is it, the you'd, you'd have to walk sort of past the McCulloch Collection to get to Elder Park. It's a bit further to further away from Glasgow Queen Street, but you would be able to get there and back by the time Vera and Evangeline arrived. Um, yeah, so you walk, you walk across the city of Glasgow, uh, you find your way all the way over to Elder Park. Um, it is sort of midday at this point now. You've had the morning, um, it's getting into the afternoon now by the time you get there. And you see this sort of lovely, large, green, luscious park of so this uh, wall, sh- uh, sh- um, short wall around the outside, which is then built into a fence that protrudes from the wall. Um, and it looks, there's like a lake in the middle of it. It's a very pleasant-looking part to look at, except for at the far end from where you walk around, you see a part of the wall has been completely broken in. The fence left, there's sort of these um, bent, twisted uh t- fingers pointing in towards the park from where something has crashed through them. Um, you see the mud has been, uh, the turf has been all sort of torn up and thrown about and you see that in just beyond this is the burnt out wreckage of a, what looks like a van, could be a van from where you're standing. Um, there are people in the park, there are lots of people being ushered away from it. You see there are police officers stationed around it where the sort of a fence has been put up uh, and it looks like there's probably a couple of detectives looking at the, the wreckage as well as you as you approach.
2: Um well I think that the most important thing is doing it quickly and without making a scene. So if you can impose your will subtly, I think that's probably
4: and um, we're going to look at the we will look at the vehicle first because then we can check the area um they've only cordoned off this area with the vehicle um so if we want to look at the vehicle how many of them are at the vehicle looking around
0: it they they are the the uniform police officers um are not looking at they are very much stationed around um you yeah, this, it's probably been here for a while, so a lot of evidence has already been collected. Um, you would see that there are, there are three people who look like they could be detectives, um, sort of standing around where the van is. A moment, much one, much older looking man, and one uh, younger looking woman, and a similarly aged man to the woman. Uh, but you can't see them in great a lot of detail. Each know there's about three people standing around it.
4: Um, just take my lead on it. I'm going to assume. We'll assume the oh, one of the older two is the person in charge.
2: Seems. So, before we go, are you? Uh, do we maybe actually want to try and make you invisible first, and you can just go and have a look around? Or are we sure we can handle? I'm not sure I can handle.
4: Um, I'm going to tell into the, the face
2: of authority and lying.
4: I'm going to tell the person in charge who we are and to let us view the site. Okay, yeah. And I'm, that is the approach. Um, so when we get to, like, the line, um, he'll just go, just look like you mean to be here and you belong here. Follow me. And we'll lift it and just walk straight to the vehicle until someone comes over.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, a couple of the uniformed police officers immediately go, hey, hey, you can't go past that. And... Um, as you sort of confidently walk past, they are they are start to follow you. But as the they they shout, um, the much older looking um, man at the crash site turns around and sees you. He has closely cropped, sort of uh, graying hair, um, thick mustache that is just as gray as his hair is. He looks. Uh, he's definitely getting on a bit, this man. He has his, you know, his uh, suit on, a sort of long jacket over his suit um, and it looks like it could have possibly fit him better in his youth. And as he looks over towards you, he pull, he pulls a cigarette out of a pocket, um, like a cigarette packet and he sort of lights it as you are approaching. He goes, hey, stand down, stand down. And uh, you know you can't be over here. We don't allow members we're, of the public this close.
4: We're from Edinburgh on business. Um, we just need to check over the vehicle.
0: Uh, you need to step back.
4: No, just give me one moment and I'll take one step forward and use mental dominion.
0: Right, okay.
4: We knew where this was going. Yeah, we knew exactly uh, where this was going.
2: Do you? Would you benefit from me helping
4: or...? Is it best I don't no, know? No, this but... isn't something I lose on. <laughs>
2: okay.
4: Uh, I rolled a 12.
2: Oh right, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: okay, great.
4: All three. Um, and I just go, um no, we're official enough. You've checked our credentials. And I'm gonna say that that's the first one that we're official, he's checked our credentials. Um, because it says to give them an order. I'll see if you let me bend that. And then the second one will be, you need to let us look over the vehicle. And then do we have a number? If people need to contact us, is there a way people I can would, contact
0: uh, us? We, there isn't a specific number. <laughs> if you want to give me to give someone's mobile number out, I will, but I don't think yeah, it really I'll will give, appreciate. i will appreciate it.
4: I'll give him like a card. And mm. yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll give him a card for thought. I'm sure we have like a, for the directory, I'll give him a yeah. card and just say, um, and any information, give us a call afterwards. Because we can pick up messages. That's, this is my logic.
0: Right. Uh, no, of course. Uh, glad to see you here. here. Um, and he, he shakes your hand. Uh, Inspector Martin Galloway. He takes shakes both your hands. I didn't realise we were going to have such official people coming over from Edinburgh. Uh, your names are...
1: Sorry, I didn't catch them. And he looks over at you, Tabitha. Well, lovely to meet both of you,
0: uh, Annabelle and Peter. Um, well, feel free to come across. Uh, I'm uh, a bit of a loss, to be honest. Uh, I'm not of the information I haven't been privy to. I'm just here for the crash and the bodies. Uh, but there's, uh, you know, there's there's other things at work. And he sort of gives you a, a bit of a look and he gets over to the crash site. And as he does, you see this, the wreck of the van um, it's something that perhaps Peter you, you've you seen built, uh, vehicles being destroyed before um, sometimes by uh, bombs sometimes by things and Tabitha as well has possibly uh, seen vehicles being destroyed and this looks similar to that looks like potentially crashed and then exploded afterwards um, the inspector talked about bodies there aren't any bodies in there at the moment um, probably taken away previously And he allows you to have a look around. The back doors of the van have been completely sort of knocked out. Um, You see there is a, uh, the driver's side door has been kicked open. It's a complete mess. And the metal itself looks like in some places the fire got so hot it started to melt. He looks and he goes, um, sorry, uh... Inspector Orcott, uh, did you want to meet? we have some official people go over from Edinburgh as well for you to uh to part of the investigation and um the woman that's um, by the in, by the wreck who is currently kneeling down um poking at something with a pencil she stands up and looks at both of you and she is dressed um incredibly fashionably in the sort of maroon uh, suit and skirt. Um, She has heels on, but the heels, and the heels are, you know, they're covered in mud because she's around this sort of wreck here. But she doesn't seem to be bothered by that at all. And she has, her sort of reddish brown hair is sort of fashionably curled as well, as a fault about her shoulders. And she's standing with a um, a very muscular, tall-looking gentleman wearing a suit that, fits in very well, looks very tailored to him. And he has a, uh, he is, um, well, he's clean shaven and he has um, black hair that has salt and pepper running through the sides of it. And he is currently, he has a pair of gloves on and he is poking around and things are on the ground. He stays down as uh, the inspector calls for Alcott. And Alcott stands and she looks at both of you and says, And you're from Edinburgh. Where in Edinburgh? You're not police.
4: No, this... Have you seen unusual melting of the metalwork? Almost like a flamethrower or something similar
0: from the war had been used against it. She looks down at the man who gives her a look and she turns back to him and says... Perhaps. Talk of a strange
4: weapon coming from communist Russia. The communists are always about, which means we cannot always say exactly where we're from.
0: So what you're saying is you lied to Inspector Galloway here?
4: No, we said we were from Edinburgh. We have not lied.
0: Oh, so we're from Edinburgh. understand that when I ask, I ask with the... (coughs) weight of the British government, and that no secrets you intend to keep should be kept. My name is Nancy Olcott. You are? Um, Peter. Wonderful first names. What are your second names? Peter Lane Fox. She gives the man another look, and he stands, straightens himself up, takes a small book out of a side and pocket and takes a note in it as he does she looks over again so that's Annabelle Thorne with an E um absolutely
2: there's two there's two E's in there Thorn with an E oh yes if you like
0: and Peter Lane Fox yes
4: we and might she... have got off on the wrong foot
0: hmm perhaps and she sort of v- narrows her eyes at you are you sure about that name
4: now when i'm looking at her do i get a feel that she knows evangeline because that's exactly what i'm now thinking
0: uh, I mean, and then I'm the, and I the th- second
4: part I'm is afraid. i've been waiting for you to tell me to manipulate someone or do yeah,
0: something i'm trying um, not to i'm i'm, I'm going head. to ask for <laughs> i mean it is going to be can i help <laughs> You can you can roll to Actually, help. You need your own I'll, help right now. Can,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but collectively you can persuade her. I can
0: roll to help this situation with Peter, um, but Peter, you're going to have to go um, with <laughs> manipulate someone, Charlie. Yeah. manipulate someone, but with uh, um, negative one forward on this. Right.
2: I've got
0: nine. Okay.
2: Seven.
0: Ooh. Oh. Okay. No. Uh, so, if I help someone with seven,
2: mm.
0: okay, you give them, you gave them a, uh, ten. That's fine. So, yeah, but you expose yourself to trouble.
2: <laughs> oh so, yeah, I, I did the uh, moment I said Annabelle.
0: Okay, so she looks at you. I'm looking at what minute play someone says for plus ten. Right. Well, if you are Peter Lane Fox, then I'm sure you have some identification to show that.
4: No, I don't. But Evangeline will be with us soon. And is there somewhere slightly more private to talk about? As I said, we might have got off on the wrong foot and this vehicle has been attacked by something. And it might be more important that we protect the members of the public,
0: as you put it before. I agree. And she looks over at uh, she, the inspector. She waits for the inspector to move a little bit further away um, to talk to his men. And she looks over at you, Tabitha, and says, that's Annabelle Thorne of Thorne Investigations. Am I correct?
2: Um. Yes.
0: Only you don't look like your picture.
2: Oh, I almost do, though, don't I? Just younger in person. Got the same nose.
0: Would it be
4: helpful if we started this conversation again?
0: I think so um and she uh she gestures to the man says, um redmond can you just make sure nobody gets close to what we're having our conversation thank you and she takes a step back from you peter and says you want to start the conversation again well let's start without any lies shall we I know who Evangeline Lane Fox is, and I know that you're not related to her, and I know that you're definitely not married to her. He does live with her. I do live with her. What does she like to do in the morning?
2: Mm.
0: Well, when I knew her, she liked to play the violin. She still does, incessantly.
4: Mm. Um, We are used to having to lie to get ourselves into situations because the reality is you're dealing with a fire breathing dragon and Mm. most people don't talk about that on the street so if you're ready to have that conversation we can if you'd rather forget that conversation we can be on our way and deal with someone else